Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich, and welcome to Tanya Tuesday. Today, we will be summarizing and looking into Perak Yud Tess, chapter 19 of Tanya, which continues the second part of this work, which began in the previous chapter, chapter 18. In chapter 18, if you recall, the Balatanya explained that there's another way to understand that the performance of Torah and mitzvos is karov me'od, is very accessible to all Jews. Even if these Jews are not intellectual by nature, even if they're not emotional by nature, so that the work that was involved in part one of contemplating God's greatness and using one's mind to develop the emotions of love and fear is not accessible to this Jew because he's simply not the type of person who is into thinking deeply or feeling deeply. So how can such a person be described as someone who is karov me'od, very close to serving Hashem? So he said, we'll explain it like this. Every Jew, regardless of how emotional or how intellectual they can get when thinking about religious matters, every Jew has a neshama that is a Yerusha, an inheritance from the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, who were called the Merkava, a chariot, a vehicle, to bring God into this world. So that the biggest ignoramuses and the biggest sinners among the Jews are still connected to the Avos, to this appreciation of Hashem Echad, even if they don't realize it, because this is a connection that transcends the intellect. So now he continues in chapter 19 to describe what that means. And he says here in this chapter, which is longer than the average chapter, that a Jewish neshama has an innate nature to want to connect to Hashem, even at the expense of leaving his own body, so that this innate nature manifests itself in how even sinners are willing to give their lives against all reason, rather than even appear to acknowledge Avodah idol worship, even though their neshamas have been asleep and inactive for so long. Meaning, even though this spark that every Jew has, that is mentioned in chapter 18, might be inactive, and you could have a Jew who has been busy doing sins for so long, yet the sins that that Jew is doing do not come from that holy, innate nature of his soul. They come from a ruach shtus, which means a spirit of folly, of nonsense, that covers up the neshama and does not allow it to express itself. That's how you can have a Jew who can spend a lifetime doing averos, not the kinds of averos nowadays of Jews who never received any education and have no idea what they're doing, but the type of old-time Jewish apikoros, so to speak, Jewish sinner who can do all sorts of terrible things, but he only does those terrible things because of this ruach shtus, this spirit of folly that has entered him, and that, in another metaphor, has covered up and does not allow the soul to truly express itself. But then what happens? A challenge comes. Somebody comes to this Jew and says, listen, we want you to somehow acknowledge, even if it's just a surface level and we know you don't really mean it, to somehow acknowledge another religion, another god. This Jew will give up his life rather than acknowledge anyone but God alone. Hashem Echad. So this Jew whose soul has been sleeping and inactive for so long, 
that part of his neshama wakes up because every Jew inherently does not want to do things for selfish reasons. He wants to connect to Hashem. Just like a flame wants to connect to a larger, greater flame, so too a Jewish neshama wants to connect to Hashem at all times, even when he doesn't realize it, even when this tendency is asleep, it is a tendency that still exists because it is part of his inherent, innate identity. And that's the conclusion of chapter 19. Thank you for listening.